Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on this week's episode, Adam Burrish and I are going to set up puck drop for the 2020-2021 season, and we'll sit down with rookie defenseman Ian Mitchell ahead of his long-awaited Blackhawks debut. All that and more coming up on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Everyone loves a hat trick. Well, your local Chevy dealer has a hat trick to get your attention. If you're in need of a new vehicle but don't want to visit a dealership, check out Chevy's shop. Click and drive. Shop online 24-7. Take delivery at home. It's simple. It's seamless. It's smart. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to locate your Chevy dealer and schedule a test drive today. Shop, click, and drive. Drive what Canaan Tapes drive. Welcome to Blackhawks Insider. Carter Baum, Adam Burrish back with you once again. Burr, it's been a few months since we saw summer hockey. We're ready. We're back. It's been a short lead up to the 2020-2021 season, but hockey's just around the corner. The Blackhawks and the Tampa Bay Lightning opened the season right away on Wednesday night. How great is it to have hockey back first and foremost, even in maybe a condensed and fanless environment? Yeah, it'll be awesome. And um, you, know, you mentioned they start the season off with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think back, I think it was three years ago, the Blackhawks hosted the Pittsburgh Penguins after winning, after they won a Stanley Cup. And they, I think they thumped them nine to one uh, in that game, or it was a, it was a big route. So it's, as a player, it's always, it's fun to play in those games when you get to play against the team that just won the Stanley Cup. It's a measuring stick. Uh, it's a fun matchup. Um, so I, more so though, as a player right now, getting back to playing hockey. That's what these guys like to do. That's what they've been missing. That's what, you know, shorter-ish off-season. But let's get back to playing hockey as an athlete. That's what you want to do. And um, even like sometimes you dread training camp training camp a little bit, Carter. You're like, oh, boy, this is going to hurt. This is going to be long. This is going to be tiring. I bet this is one of the times where just about every guy was excited to get to training camp 10 days long, not the two or three weeks, a month long, short and sweet, get right to it and get playing hockey game. So I think fans and players alike are going to be excited to get going here. You touched on the shorter camp. I mean, really eight or nine days of on ice work for each team around the league as a former player. I mean, what do you have to focus on um, more so in those few days to get yourself ready to start a season then, as you mentioned, maybe the longer drawn out camp where you can kind of maybe ease into it a little bit in, in certain aspects. Yeah, it's it's probably a little different for uh, each guy who you are. Your older guys, you're trying to get your body ready. You're trying to make your body feel good. You're trying to make sure that soreness, you can get it out of your body quickly. You know, the first couple of days of training camps, coaches are going to put you through some skating and you're going to have sore hips and sore back and uh, your legs are going to be tired. Um, so just kind of flushing that out, taking care of your body, making sure that you know, the last thing you want to do is have something tight going in to start the year. And so I think that's, you know, a lot of the older guys mindset, you, you, the younger guys are, you know, number one, you're trying to impress your coaching staff and, and, and the management staff and to solidify your spot in that opening day lineup. And also understand your assignments and, and what the coaches expect of you and how you want to forecheck, how you want to play in the neutral zone and probably most importantly how you want to defend and, and how this team wants to play in the D zone so understanding all that stuff getting your reps in practice and watching video afterwards I'm sure there's a lot more video now because of a shorter camp than than there normally is and so a lot of more time a lot more time teaching there and so younger guys that'll be a little more of their focus is kind of understanding 
you know, how you want to play, what my responsibilities are in these, all these different situations. Um, the thing that'll be interesting to start the season and you, you saw it in playoffs too, after, you know, there was the break and then playoffs started special teams. That's a, that's a tough one with only nine days to get your special teams going. And you, you see it and you saw it in the playoffs early on was remember the Blackhawks playing Edmonton. They scored four, I think four power play goals in the one game right off the hop in game one or game two. So uh, that may be able to steal you a few games. If your power play can get hot quickly too, and your penalty kill can be solid, but not a whole lot of time to go over that. So a lot of different things going on. Um, young guys learn your assignments probably and older guys get your bodies right. That's, that's kind of what I'd be, that that's what I'd be thinking as a player right now. Well, we knew coming into camp, it was going to be a younger team for the Blackhawks than we've seen in the last couple of years, really focusing on the development and, uh, just a couple of different injury notes coming out of the, you know, the week leading up to camp really. I mean, you have, First off, you have Jonathan Taves out indefinitely with a medical issue, just kind of an undisclosed, um, something that's been nagging him going on. He said he's been feeling very lethargic, not a lot of energy, not really in uh, full shape to be playing hockey right now, still trying to figure out what's going on there. So we obviously send Jonathan our best, but a big loss right there, Burr, when you talk about the young roster that the Blackhawks are going to have this season, you lose your captain right off the get-go like that. You're not only what he brings on the ice and what he can do from a leadership standpoint there, but that locker room presence. How how tough is that going to be to really overcome? And um, especially when you have so many young guys and first, second, third-year players who at times might need that example to lean on or, or someone to lead by example. Yeah, your, your older guys always set the tone in camp and certainly set the tone in games and when you're playing and – um, you know, you go into game one and there, there's always times in a game when you kind of look down the bench at your leaders and maybe you're down a goal or you've taken a couple penalties in a row and you need things to get settled down or you need a little kick in the butt and you need some motivation. And those are the guys that usually bring that. And when you lose one of them, it's, it's tough. And, um, you know, I can, I know even, you know, when I was playing, you, you when Jonathan walks into the room and he walks onto the, he comes onto the ice and practice is going on the, the, the intensity that he that he practices with, that he brings into the gym, that he brings in the locker room, that's contagious to people. And um, that'll certainly be missed. Um, you know, and then, you know, you, you go down the list, then all of a sudden, you know, you expected Kirby Doc, you know, as another center iceman who now is out. Um, but you always start at the top and you start with your leadership. And, um, and yeah, it'll, that'll be a, that'll be a hole, but everybody hopes that he can get back soon and, and hope that he will. But you, you look at, you know, John, uh, Patrick Kane, he'll provide some, he'll provide a big, big, big boost there. The way he practices, um, I know people aren't, don't get a chance to see training camp, but for young guys, it's always pretty incredible to watch how he practices and the stuff he does on the ice. And um, you see it in other sports when you, you see a quarterback, the way he throws the ball or holy man, he could zip that thing or holy man, this running back or in, in basketball or you pick a sport in soccer. There's certain guys that just wow you in practice and it kind of gets your attention and Kane's one of those guys in practice too that will will catch these young guys attention and make their level go up because they've got to keep up with him and they've got to try to defend him in practice it'll be a good a good test for them to get ready for regular season and you've got other guys too and and it, what it does is it's going to make Alex Dabrinkit step up Dylan Strom's going to have to step up Connor Murphy um, some of these younger guys that are you know not they're not they're not fresh faces anymore. They've been here for a couple of years, and and they'll take some steps too. Um, they'll pick up some of that slack, which will be good for them too. You touched on uh, Kirby Doc for a second. Unfortunate injury for him at World Juniors. He was going to be the captain of Team Canada. 
you know, a real pinnacle of that roster suffers a, a fractured wrist in an exhibition game out four to five months now, going to miss uh, in all likelihood a good a good portion, if not all of the season upcoming. Alex Nylander has a knee issue, also out four to six months. A couple key guys there, Burr, that when you talk about this narrative of development and, and really building towards the next couple of years, two big roles right there that are going to miss out on, you know, a second full season in Chicago um, to really continue their growth. So not only do you miss their presence on the ice, but you miss that kind of year year of development that you're hoping to get from both of them as well. And um, you just, you hope that they can come back and, and hit the gym and maybe in the off season and hit the ground running going into next year, because it's a, it's a tough one this season, having both of those guys go down almost back to back. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's frustrating, you know, it's frustrating for fans and, and staff and coaches and teammates, uh, certainly more so frustrating for those two guys that, you know, had, had big expectations going into their second year here in Chicago. Um, but in saying that too, these guys are still young. Um, they will, they'll bounce back from that. They'll be fine. Obviously you want games, uh, you want experiences and games and that's where you get your growth as a player. Um, but these guys will be fine. They'll come back when they're ready. Heck, if they could somehow get back, you know, with, with 10 games left or 15 games left and guys are going to be tired this year. They're jamming a lot of games in, in a short amount of time. And if you can get some fresh blood in there late, if you're, if you're in the hunt, if you're in a playoff push, um, that could be a, you know, if you want to look at it from a positive way, that that could be a great boost for this team. If those guys can really grind and get themselves ready and potentially join this team at some point, um, the teammates would love it. I know those guys would love it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it's frustrating for those guys that, um, you get yourself ready to get into a second season and you have big expectations for yourself and, and then that happens. So, um, yeah, it's tough. couple tough losses there. You're also without Brent Seabrook, at least in the meantime, he's been deemed unfit to participate in training camp. Carl Soderberg, a free agent signing this off season is still, um, dealing with some immigration paperwork. Uh, he'll have to come over and then serve a quarantine once he gets here. But we've gone down just a list of guys that are unavailable for the Blackhawks. And there are several new faces coming into the roster uh, heading into opening night. And a couple of them have made made some names at camp. I mean, Pia Suter, um, a free agent signing from uh, the Swiss League, trying to follow in the same footsteps as Dominic Kubelik last year. Ian Mitchell, who we'll talk to in just a little bit, the highly touted defenseman coming out of Denver. Matthias Janmark, Lucas Walmark, a couple more signings. Nikita Zadorov. There, there's a a new influx of faces as you will, if you will, Burr. Um, and some of them, especially when you look at Pia Suter, Ian Mitchell, and even Lucas Walmark, some, some younger guys that can provide some energy to this group. And um, at least through the opening week have really shown that they can make an impact on this roster. Yeah. I was going to just start with Ian Mitchell um, who we're going to talk to. And I mean, you, uh, you, you'll remember too, or that, I mean, we saw this guy for the last couple of years at the prospects camp. And, and at, even at that point, two years ago, he wasn't a prospect. He was a guy that you knew was going to play for the Chicago Blackhawks and um, going to be a, an important piece in this team going forward for a long time. He's a mature kid. Uh, he's a confident kid. He could have played in the NHL last year. I don't think there's any question about that. He chose to go back to Denver, um, which was a great decision for him. And then he made him feel comfortable. And I think it's going to help him this year. I think fans will be excited to see this kid play because he's assertive. He's a good skater. Uh, he's not 
uh, a big imposing body, but he's a modern day NHL defenseman that, you know, at some point can play in the power play. He'll be a great penalty killer. He'll make a great first pass uh, and he can skate himself out of trouble. He's a confident player. Uh, he's going to be a fun, fun guy to watch uh, for a long time here in Chicago. Um, and then you talk about Suter. Uh, I love those kind of signings where you got a 24-year-old rookie. Look back at Dominic Kubalik last year as a rookie, a, an older rookie that has played professional hockey for a while now. He's not uh, inexperienced by any means, certainly in the NHL, sure. But when you've played professional hockey for that long and you start to get a little older, you get stronger, you get tougher on pucks, you understand situations in a game, um, you don't get as rattled. And, um, you know, I, I think – You'll see some similarities with him and Kubelik and just the way they play, the way they prepare. They understand they understand the game differently than other rookies will. So uh, it'll be fun to watch him too. Um, you throw Peary in there, who people will remember. Um, and then you and I talked before we got started in the little inter-squad scrimmage that that fourth line looked, has looked really good. And they're going to come with a lot of energy, and they're going to come with some pace, and they're going to come with some grit. And um, they're three guys that have played together too, which which helps. Um so you got some bright spots and some young guys. You got Highmore, Matthew Highmore, David Camp, and Ryan Carpenter. The one holdover line from the bubble, from the playoffs, from the end of the season for the Blackhawks. They've uh, they've been kind of peaking interest uh, across camp here, just scoring goals. They combined, I think, for four or five goals in the inter-squad scrimmage last night. Uh, Burry, you touched on uh, Ian Mitchell not necessarily being the big physical impending force out there, but you have another guy on the blue line in Nikita Zadorov who is going to bring that <laughs> six foot six, six foot seven guy who's going to bring that. He's been throwing the body around here in camp. He missed a couple days um, in the middle, but back out, back ready to go. He's going to bring another depth, I think, to this blue line that um, maybe has been missing or, or not fully there over the last couple of years. And in, in that big body that's not afraid to get physical and and you know throw it around a little bit. Yeah, you get and, – and as of right now, you get him paired with Boquist, who's going to be an offensive guy. He's going to jump in the play. He's going to take some chances. And then you got that big body to to back him up, I, I think, is a nice pairing. Um, so he'll be fun to watch. And then, I mean, we, we didn't even talk yet about Strom, Kane, and Dabrinkit on that top line. And those are guys, the three guys that um, are going to be motivated to score, and they want to put up points. And you, you think back to the playoffs last year with Dabrinkit – being a little frustrated with not putting up more points and more goals and wanting to get back to that 40 goal guy. And he's a guy that in the, in the off season um, that trains his tail off. He's a guy kind of like Kane that doesn't take much time off when the season ends and they get right back to working on skills and scoring. And he's a guy that's going to want to start fast and he's going to want to put some pucks in the net early. And, and that top line for the Blackhawks, they're going to be, they're going to be motivated and they're going to have in the back of their mind thinking we got to, we really got to put some points up. Um, to start winning some games early. So I think that, that'll be a fun line to watch too because they're going to expect out of themselves uh, to score a lot of goals early, and and those three guys can certainly do that. A lot of interesting storylines that we're going to be following throughout the whole season. I mean, we talked on the young guys. Um, you know, you touched on Alex Jabrinkit wanting to bounce back. It's going to be an interesting ride, a 56-game sprint, and you played in the lockout-shortened season in 2012-2013. I mean, what does this condensed schedule really, um, really do on a player? I mean, you you don't really have time for a lot of uh, practices or a lot of extra time here and there. I mean, you're just playing games uh, every other day essentially. I mean, seventy percent of the schedule this year is playing a game every other day and just go 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 and um, get as many games in as you can here in, in just a couple months. 
Yeah, this is and this is much tighter than it was during the last lockout when we when we played half a season. It seems like um, as a player, you don't you don't really miss having to practice two or three days in a row. Um, so that part's okay. You like playing the games. That's what guys like doing. But you do like your days off and your rest and let your body recover. Um, so these guys are gonna you're gonna have to jam that those those recovery days in those recovery sessions. It's gonna be after a game immediately you know, right into the cold baths, right in getting massages and getting some treatment done and getting some, a little bit of work in, in the gym to, to flush some things out. Um, you know, some lactic acid out right after the games, guys will be in the gym to, to get some work in, but that's the hardest part is just, you know, you get nicks and, and bruises and things that happen in a game. You block a shot off your, off your knee or off your ankle. Those linger with you for a couple of days. And the ones when you have a couple of days and no games, you can recover from those. But when you got to play the next day again and you play three games in four nights, that's when they kind of linger and, and uh, it's tougher to play as you keep getting those injuries uh, back to back to back or those little nicks. So it'll be management. And um, But I can tell you guys like playing games. Players like to play the games and, and, uh, and get to them. And you lose a game or you have a game where you didn't think you played your best. Well, you get a chance right away again tomorrow to, to write that. And... Um, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch as a fan. You and I, Carter, we don't have to deal with those bumps and bruises. We just get to watch hockey every night. So it'll be fun as a fan to watch a lot of games. Hey, we put in our work in a different way. Okay. Darn right. We do not the, not the physical aspect of it, (laughs) but Barry, you want to talk about last thing I want to talk about on the schedule. If you look at it, you're playing the same seven teams over and over and over again. Um, eight games against each of the seven divisional opponents. You're, Play, you're playing two games in most instances against the same team in a row. Uh, I mean, what animosity is just going to build over the course of this season between a lot of these teams that some of whom have already brought in a little, you know, pre-existing disdain for each other. But when you're seeing each other over and over and over again like that, what what are we going to see by the end of the season? I mean, it's going to be an all-out melee in some of these games. Well, I think it's fun. I think I think. Uh... I think it's fun when you get some rivalries going and and um, you you start to understand what each team's trying to do and um, it becomes a little more tactical some games and and coaches will notice things that teams are doing and um, try and make adjustments and some adjustments on the fly and then you get some competitiveness too and um, even from you know the faceoff dot from center icemen going against each other and trying to win faceoffs against each other will start right there and that'll just trickle on through the game so. Um, it'll be fun. Um, I think as a player too, the you don't have as you know coast to coast flight, so the travel won't be as bad, which is nice too. You don't have you know you don't have to go way out to the west coast and and then way back to the east coast, and um, so the travel will make the schedule a little bit easier. But I think it's fun. I think it's going to be. A, I think it's a it's a it's a great way to do it. I think it'll be fun to watch these rivalries as they go, and some will develop more than others. And um, who knows going forward? Then this is a lot of times you, you look back at playoff series. That's what creates these rivalries for you know years to come, and um, some new ones may be created now because of this, and some good battles, and some maybe you see the same team then as you go into the playoffs or as the year goes on. And so I think it's fun to to see you know how some rivalries will form just from playing these guys night in and night out. One thing I did want to get in before we toss it to uh, our conversation with Ian Mitchell, a great conversation with the rookie defenseman, uh, touching on. Someone I know that you know uh, personally as well, Corey Crawford, announcing his decision over the weekend to retire. He had signed a two-year deal 
with the New Jersey Devils in the offseason, but going through training camp, going through that kind of new situation, um, we, we don't know the details behind it, but decided it was kind of time for him to to hang it up. And we want to send all the best to him, his wife Christy, his sons Cooper and Camden, um, for a player that uh, the Wirtz family described in, in their statement as a Hall of Fame-worthy player, uh, not only one of the greatest goaltenders in franchise history for the Blackhawks, but a pillar through the community throughout his career, uh, just uh, an all-around stand-up individual and um, someone who truly cut his teeth to make it to the level he did and uh, and had an incredible career uh, over the last 10 to 13 years uh, in the NHL. Yeah, big time congrats to Corey. And what a, uh, I think, you know, I'll, I'll echo what the words have said, is you know, one of the greatest ever uh, to wear the Indian head as a Blackhawk and a two-time Stanley Cup champion as a starting goaltender. A guy, the teammate, his teammates always really enjoyed being around. A competitive guy, um, guy that never seemed to get nervous. He always just looked so calm. And you know, as I got done playing, you're watching him. Uh, he just, he was always in control in the ice. And he was as a as a teammate, he always made you feel comfortable, knowing, hey, he'll he'll stop the puck back there. Nothing really seems to rattle this guy. And heck of a career for Corey and and um, someone that you know, as a teammate and fans, lucky to lucky to be able to play with and watch. Uh, Corey Crawford and what he did for the Blackhawks. Definitely wish him all the best. And, you know, without further ado, we'll we'll get it over to Ian Mitchell. And Burr, I, I think it's very interesting to talk to to Ian because you can tell he's got the right mind for the game. He's so mature and, and developed. And I think it comes across in just our brief conversation with him here as we wrap up this first episode of 2021. But um, just real quick, what were your quick takeaways from from Ian Mitchell and just kind of the person he is and, and what fans can maybe expect to see going into this year? Yeah, just a, a really mature poise uh, kid. Um, you know, not so much a kid anymore, maybe, but um, yeah, as far as his professional career just getting started, um, you'll get the sense for the way that he speaks and the way that he thinks uh, through his first training camp and what he expects of himself and the self-talk that he has to himself, just a really mature kid that'll, that will be a leader here. And as this year goes on for the Blackhawks, even as a rookie, he's a guy that, that will, will, will give some leadership to this team. And um, I think that'll come off a little bit when, when people hear the way he talks and the way he approaches his game and, and now as a professional. Well, we send it now to Ian Mitchell. We are pleased to be joined right now by rookie defenseman Ian Mitchell, fresh off wrapping up his first NHL training camp. Uh, Ian, first things first, how has the last week plus been going for you? I know it's not a, uh, a normal training camp situation. Probably would have liked to have a, the full experience, but nonetheless, uh, training camp's over and you guys are ready to hit the ground running for game one. Yeah, no, it's it's been really exciting just um, getting to finally be here. It seems like it's been a long time coming. And um, now to, to have the game two days away, it seems like it's, it's come so fast, but it's also so far away still, it seems like, but, um, just, yeah, can't wait to get started and I'm um, really excited about our group this year. Ian, I know you've, you've, you've answered this question a million times, but I remember, geez, I feel like I've watched you in the Blackhawks prospects camp for the last two or three years. And I remember just going back a season and a half or two seasons ago. Now you showed up at that camp and you looked like an NHL defenseman at that time. You looked like you could have played in the NHL. You chose to go back to Denver you talked about development. You talked about leadership. Um, do you still feel good about that? Do you think that's helped you now that you've kind of been through your first training camp? Do you, you feel good about that decision and where you are now as a player, as a person, as a leader? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that coming into to camp this year, I just felt very ready. Um, I think that extra year, just giving me just that one extra year of, of maturity, I think was huge um, to come in. And um, I just don't necessarily think that if I came last year, I would have been as aggressive or as assertive. I would have been maybe a bit more standoffish, um, just not quite ready for, for the NHL quite yet. And this year I came in and um, I made it a big point of mine to, to be very vocal and try to be assertive on the ice. And I think that that extra year at Denver really allowed me to do that and just um, made me that much more mature, I think. So I'm, if I could do it all over again, I would do it the exact same way, I think. Burr, you went through that. You spent your last year, you did all four years at college. I mean, how much does each year you grow year after year? And what, I mean, what can you relate to, to Ian's experience there of just going back and, and making sure you feel like you're 100% ready to make a jump like that? Yeah, well, not a whole lot because I wasn't good enough to leave early like Ian, like Ian would have been. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I had seen you in camps and I had seen him in, in the prospects camp and you had heard Stan Bowman for the last two years and a lot of fans wondering, was was Ian going to come here early and was he going to play early because he certainly looked ready. Um, but I, I, I like and I agree with what, what Ian said, that that extra year going back into college gives you that that time to you know work on things that you want to work on or be confident. I, I know for me going into it, and it sounds like you had a little bit of the same reservations, Ian, where just that the mental aspect and the confidence part, not wanting to tiptoe into camp and obviously a different camp here being short and it doesn't feel like as much of a tryout. Um, but the mental part of it and being confident, it sounds like you felt pretty confident in this first camp. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good point you bring out, bring up just about the confidence level um, and just getting to go back for that third year at Denver and getting to be a dominant player. Um, I think that just definitely helped my confidence. My confidence is really sky high right now. So um, just everything about that extra year is um, a big reason why I wanted to go to college in the first place is getting to come out at 21 instead of junior at 18 or 19. I think that's just such a big difference, especially for defensemen. Um, it's not easy to defend in the NHL, and I still have a lot to learn and a lot to grow, but um, I'm definitely more prepared now than I would have been two or three years ago. You're going to get, uh, I know when the game starts, you're going to have a couple of those whole man moments or holy man, I'm playing against that guy. Or I, I, I look across the ice and there's, you know, there's Sidney Crosby or there's Connor McDavid. Have you had any yet in camp, maybe with, with Patrick Kane, where coming down on one-on-one or I know I used to think I'd had him pinned in the corner and he sips one between my legs back door for a tap in for to somebody, <laughs> but anything, anything yet in camp where it's been like, holy man, these guys are good. Yeah, kind of honestly today at practice, um, we we're just doing an offensive zone drill and I was just at the blue line, not really um, involved in the play. And it just kind of went through my head like, holy, you're, you're here right now. You're on the ice with the Blackhawks, <laughs> all these guys. And um, I was just like, hey, you got to refocus here like you're in the middle of a drill. But um, at that moment, it was just, yeah, like, wow, you're here. And but now that you're here, you can't become complacent. Like there's still lots of work to do. And there's someone trying to take my spot just like I was trying to do the same. So, um, no, it's, it's definitely exciting though at the same time. On a similar note, has it maybe hit you yet or started to sink in yet that as it looks right now, you, you could be making your NHL debut on Wednesday night and just a matter of a day or two. Yeah, it's honestly not quite yet. Like it's, uh, growing up, you wonder that's always your dream. And now for it to be that close is, it's yeah it's 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 crazy like it's so crazy and um it'll definitely be 
a little bit different than I would have imagined growing up with, with no fans and my family not being able to be there, but um, it's still going to be the, uh, fulfilling a lifelong dream. So um, hopefully it happens on Wednesday, but if not, um, I'm hoping that it'll be, it'll be very soon. So yeah, it's uh, definitely exciting for sure. You're the uh, first guy we've talked to here this year since, since training camps happened. Can you give us uh, maybe some young guys that, that fans haven't had the chance to see yet that uh, have stood out to you, some some new guys here with the Blackhawks or some guys that you know, when you're practicing against or playing against every day in practice that you've kind of been like, wow, this is a guy that I think is going to surprise a lot of people? Um, yeah, I guess I definitely paid more attention to, to the defense, I guess. So, I mean, Zadorov looks, looks great out there. He's so big, and uh, I think he's going to make a really big impact on this team. Um, and then up front, there's Janmark and, and Walmart. Those are two guys that, that the team brought in that I think are really going to, you know, play really well defensively up front. And I know Walmart's on the power play, so he'll be able to, to so sh- show some offensive skill up there. But, um, and then younger guys, Kershev's looked really good. P.S. Suter, too. Um, you know, I think everyone's had a, had a good camp, and I think everyone's ready to go. So, um, you know, I think fans should, should be excited for sure. Ian, I know it's been one thing mentioned several times by a couple different players and mainly the guys who have been around a couple years, but there's not a lot of doubt or there's not a lot of confidence maybe from an outsider's perspective in in this roster. And what do you guys feel like in that locker room? I mean, it's kind of uh, some young guys, some returning guys, a lot of guys that aren't maybe being given a lot of credit right now. I mean, but how good can this team be? Um, all, all things considered, is there a little bit of that kind of underlying confidence uh, bubbling up over the last week or so with with this group? Yeah, I think so. I think that there's a, a huge ceiling for growth on this team. Um, of course, we have the the Hall of Fame guys that that we know that are going to be there and, and produce at a high level, and then we also we have a lot of young players that are going to learn and grow and improve as the year progresses. So, um, Jeremy's kind of said a lot that you know we have to know who we are and. And that's going to be a hardworking team getting above pucks and making other teams difficult. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I know I'm excited. I know the rest of the group is is excited and have kind of a quiet confidence to us. And I think that we're going to be a lot better than than what a lot of people think. Has that been a bit of the message this um, through the training camp? We read a little bit of what guys say in their interviews, but a little bit of hey, let's let's prove some people wrong, or hey, let's sneak up on some people, or people are thinking um, they're not sure what this group can bring. Um, is that sort of a motivating thing for you guys? Is that what some of the, the maybe the veteran guys are saying or what the coaching staff is saying is let's try and start fast here and, and really surprise some people or what's kind of been the, is there been something that's you feel is motivating this group right now? Yeah, I think anytime, I mean, as athletes, we're all very competitive. Anytime someone counts you out, you want to prove people wrong. And that's kind of been the uh, overarching kind of theme over this camp is just, it doesn't matter what people say. It's what happens in our room and, and how we play on the ice. So we, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. And that's, that's kind of our, our mantra kind of heading into the season here. We get to start with the cup champs and we get a great opportunity to, to make a big statement right off the start of the year. Do you take a little, uh, a little comfort maybe in this, the way the schedule is set up? It's uh, very much like the college schedule where you get a same team, couple nights in a row, you get a good look at them. You can make some adjustments after the first night. I mean, this isn't a typical NHL schedule where you're flying in, playing one game, and flying right back out. There's a lot of two and three game sets against the same team throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I guess that it is definitely going to be a little bit similar to to what I what I had at college there. So a lot of back to backs, a lot of a lot of three games in in four nights. So um, you know, it's 
that's what's going to happen with the condensed schedule. And um, I guess, yeah, especially teams in, in our division will be very comfortable with each other and familiar with, with how each other plays. So I'm thinking that there's going to be some, some heated rivalries by the end of the year too, just given how many times we're going to see certain players. What's your self-talk going to be going into the start of the year here? What have the coaches told you, you know, how they want you to play out there, what they expect of you going into your first season here? Um, yeah, they just told me to, to be assertive and play my game. Um, you know, two-way defenseman with offensive skill, just um, not, to, not to play on my heels, be aggressive, be skating, use my feet to my advantage. Um, and just trust my game. They, I mean, that's what that's what got me here. And don't change anything. Um, and yeah, just I mean, there's going to be road bumps. I'm a young young defender, and um, I know that. I'm sure the coaches know that too. So, um, but I'm I'm going to go out there and try to get better every day. That's kind of what I try to do, and um, we'll see how the season goes. But I, I'm excited to to get started. You mentioned road bumps. I mean, knowing that going in as a young player, you want to perform at the highest level, night in and night out, but how do you get yourself kind of past those and, and kind of take those lessons as you go if and when they, they do show up over the course of the season? What, what's kind of your own internal strategy for maybe dealing about dealing with some of that stuff and um, just kind of taking this stride by stride? Yeah, I think that's, that's what I honestly think is the toughest part of, of hockey, honestly, is just the mental side of things, making mistakes and how are you able to bounce back and uh, this summer, I did a lot of, um, I guess, kind of sports psychology and trying to prepare myself for what's going to be an, an up and down season and, um, you know, try to become mentally tougher. And I think one one kind of big mantra that's that's been my kind of go-to is just trust my game. Anytime that I make a mistake or, um, you know, things aren't going my way, just tell myself, trust your game. You're here for a reason. Um, this is the same game you've played for your, for your entire life. So, um that's kind of the biggest thing that I try to tell myself when things aren't going right. And so far, I think that's, that's been able to kind of calm me down and get back to, to playing hockey and not thinking about everything else. Does it look like you, um, you have a set partner to start the year right now, or who do you think you'll be playing with to start? Have, have you guys kind of gotten through that yet? Yeah, I've been paired with uh, Calvin DeHaan for pretty much the majority of camp here. And he's been, he's been fantastic for me. Um, I've been able to ask him anything. He's, He's really kind of taking me under under his wing in, in a sense where um, every day he's talking to me, asking me how I'm doing, texting me, you know, just really trying to make me feel welcome and, and a part of the group. So, um, you know, I definitely have a lot, you know, a lot, I'm very thankful that I've that I've been with him and he's he's been such a great guy. So um, hopefully that we stay together for a while because I really enjoy playing with him. What uh, what about his game really do you think complements your style and um, building that chemistry on the ice even over the the short time that you've been together? Yeah, he's he's just so steady back there. He's such a smart player. He's always making the right plays and um, seems to always be in be in the right spot to help me um, position positionally. Um, I think that's just a huge thing. I mean, he's been around for for a while now. He's more of a He's a veteran player at, at just 29 years old, and it just shows how good of a player he is. He stepped in the league at a pretty young age, so um, he's been around a long time, and he just knows the in and outs of the league, and I think that's invaluable to me, just getting to play with a guy like that. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. The last thing for me, you mentioned some of the guys like Dahan who've helped you out, but by and large, there's a lot of young faces on this blue line, really the blue line of the future. You've got yourself, Adam Boquist, Wyatt Kalanuck, Bodan, Carlson. I mean, 
what's it like to, you know, also have the Duncan Keiths and the veterans and the Connor Murphy, Calvin DeHaan, but you also look around and there's a lot of guys in a very similar situation as yourself, really starting to get your feet wet in the NHL level. I mean, all going into your first or second year. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, we're all kind of in the same boat. So a lot of us, um, we've been hanging out away from the rink at, at the hotel and I'm um, just trying to build that relationship with one another. We're both, we're all excited to be here and excited for what the future may hold for all of us. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's definitely a deep group of players. So it's, it's exciting to be a part of, and hopefully, you know, as we become older, we can, um, you know, win a lot of games here in Chicago. You touched on it. It's an exciting future and one that uh, gets started here very soon. Ian, thanks for just a couple of minutes of your time today. We'll let you get going. I know it's been a long uh, a long 10 days or so at training camp. Get some rest in you and get ready for uh, the opening stretch of the season. Yeah, thanks a lot, Carter. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, thanks, Alan. Well, for Adam Burrish, I'm Carter Baum. That'll do it for this week's episode. A special thanks to Ian Mitchell for joining us. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Tapes drive.